Hey guys, welcome back to the Bark Side of the Moon podcast. In today's episode, myself and Anne continue on with our series of episodes all about puppies by speaking about what we do once your new puppy is now home. We talk about what you should start with within the first two to three weeks, what the most important things to work on with your puppy are once they arrive, and also what things people tend to focus their attention on in the early stages that maybe aren't actually that important. So, enjoy. Hey Anne, welcome back again. Hi. Hi, how are you? All good, all good. How are you? Good, thank you. Good. Ready to go. Thanks for joining again. Yeah, we're Not ready to go. anytime. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we promised this one um, we're going to talk about now your your puppy or your or your, or your dog is, is home. So kind of now what? Um, yeah. So yeah, so you've got your, you've got your puppy, you've, you've done everything Anne has told you to do in the previous episode. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> Well, now you have your actual awesome bundle of fun. And uh-huh. so now what? <laughs> now what? Okay. So what should you start with in the first kind of two to three weeks? Once they okay. Arrive? So I suppose um, when we talk about this, we had started talking about this has been all puppy stuff, but actually mm. a lot of this is relevant to like new dogs yeah. as well. And a lot of dogs come home when they're adolescents. So they might be over kind of five or six months. They Fun. might be over a few years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just in time for all the teenage stuff. Um, <laughs> um, or they might be puppies. And I think really a, a kind of a broad generalization is I tend to say, well, the first two weeks we kind of mind them very, very carefully because it's all a bit, you know, sensitive and vulnerable. Yeah. And then each month from there, we're adding a little bit more for them as according to their behavior, according, you know, because again, their behavior is information. So they're telling us what they need, but also in terms of adding in slices of complexity, you know, from their world. So I tend to say that the first couple of weeks home, it's their world is very, very small. And really it's just about making sure they have, they're, they're developing a secure base effect for you, a secure base effect for um, their home, um, and that, that, that this is a safe place from which, and you're a safe place from which they'll explore the rest of the world. So that's really what the first yeah. couple of weeks is about doing, uh, regardless of whether it's a puppy, as in a baby, um, or whether it's an adult dog. Mm-hmm. So that's where we would start. Okay. And so people th- people want to dive in and they're most motivated to do tons of stuff. And I'm actually saying, no, no, less is more right now. We're just going to dial it back. We're not going to do a whole lot of stuff. We're going to keep it really simple and really small for them right now. Yeah. And again, we've spoken about it before. There's there's outside um, influences and uh, pressure on, on people mm-hmm. to, to go and try all of the stuff and do all of mm-hmm. the stuff. And they believe yeah. it's beneficial to them. So... Um, let's try and break it down for them then. So what are the most important things to work on with your puppy from the get-go then? Okay, so with, again, this could be puppy or new dog. So like there might be more specific requirements for one category or another, but we can just talk generally, I Mm -hmm. suppose. So the first thing I want to know are what are the possible deficits given this dog's history? So what are they possibly going to have difficulty with? And Mm -hmm. a lot of that information comes from their current behavior. But what people need to understand is is that when you bring a new dog home, changing from one place to another, I certainly believe is one of the most stressful things we do to them. And Mm -hmm. um, no matter they're even if they're super confident and resilient and all those sorts of things, it still is such because dogs we can't pre-warn them of stuff they don't know what's happening until it happens to Mm -hmm. them Um, and those sorts of you know drastic changes in environmental conditions and in people and in you know the social environment and the noises and the sensory stuff and everything um seem to be 
really impactful on them in terms of their behavior and comfort. And so I suppose the first thing I want, so, so what that means is, is that their behavior might not be a reliable information because given the stress that they experience during that time, their behavior is often inhibited. So uh, we're seeing kind of suppressed behavior. Stress has suppressive effects because the dog feels that it's not safe. Suddenly mm-hmm. everything's changed and now I don't know where the monster is and I don't know how to escape it mm-hmm. if it if it should appear. So um, they, they they don't tend to be as demonstrative as they, as they will be later on. And, ev- and I kind of call this first month home as kind of the honeymoon period. Mm-hmm. And then and people think, oh my God, they're so quiet. They're so tolerant. So they love all their they're fine yeah yeah the word fine is used a lot uh which you know makes me die inside a little bit Mm -hmm. uh because i know that really what's happening is is that that dog appears calm and tolerant and biddable and quiet and Mm -hmm. happy but actually they're going what the hell is going on and i have no idea what's happening so i'm going to just stay in here inside myself where it's safe for a little bit until i get the lay of the land Mm -hmm. and then what starts to happen is over the first few weeks home then all of the little bits start to creep out Mm -hmm. and the effects of all the overexposure we've done when we thought they were fine starts to have an impact and then they're in touch with me and it's all going south Mm -hmm. um, and everybody's having a hard time so Mm Their, their behavior isn't totally reliable information at that time because it tends to be a little bit suppressed. So we have to look at, well, this, uh, this is, um, you know, these are the sorts of genetic equipment or early rearing equipment that this dog is kind of bringing with them or this is what they're experiences have been so far you know that are known of and they might you know we might only have known about them what they've experienced for the last month or so maybe they Mm -hmm. were in rescue or something and we didn't know anything about them before that for example so what have they been exposed to what's been happening there Mm -hmm. so that can give us some information about what we need to provide for them and then we need to prioritize you know making sure that we're establishing home as a safe place and we're establishing you as a safe place mm-hmm. your this kind of secure base effect um and, and and that has to happen and that means that we're not doing a whole lot of stuff with the dog mm-hmm. so we want to dive in and we want to do all the things and we want to hug the dog and we want to you know be training them things and teaching them all, the, all these things and actually what we need to do is step back and go just let them be mm-hmm. hands off make set up the world so that they can't really make mistakes easily mm-hmm. right um and then let them be mm. And, you know, I don't even advocate bringing new dogs, maybe not baby boys, but new dogs, particularly out on walks Mm -hmm. for the first couple of weeks. I don't really advocate on the meeting a whole lot of new people, Mm -hmm. meeting other animals. I would say that even if they're resident pets, that they don't really see them for the first two weeks Mm -hmm. is is usually my rule. And it can go on longer than that. And sometimes it can be shorter, but usually it's longer Um, Mm -hmm. that they don't have a whole lot of interaction with the kids, friends um, that, you know, that we're not even doing, you know, the first few days, we're not even doing very challenging kind of puzzles or food based toys or anything like that mm. because they don't need any extra challenge all of this no, is challenging it's enough. already a challenge yeah right mm. and as they start to find their feet well then we'll start to see a little bit more of the real dog that's in there mm-hmm. and then we can start to provide appropriate challenge with them for them at that at that point yeah. you know so you know we'll talk about having very low-key introductions so really not introductions at all with all the family members that were just there and this is because the goal is not for the dog to be really excited about these things because that mm. tells us that it's a big deal the goal really is is that 
this is just all normal stuff. People coming and going, other dogs, you know, yeah. noises, all those things. That's just normal part of the world. So we're not going to get excited about it. And in fact, what we want is a neutral response. So actually, we're not going to make a big deal out of it uh, as, as best as we possibly can. So with puppies, we might have more specific things such as getting started with, you know, um, managing, you know, various behaviours that puppies do like that, that cause problems for people, particularly toilet training and uh, puppy biting. And I think we're going to do more deep dives into those as we go. Yeah. Um, but that stuff can be relevant for uh, all dogs, really, because um, puppy biting is related to behavior that the dog does when they're kind of wound up. So new yeah. dogs are going to do various things that uh, that we don't like because it's, it's stress related behavior, but it clashes with, with what humans expect from dogs and can have a problem with um, mm-hmm. so things like chewing, for example, and, and that kind of thing, barking, those sorts of things. Um, any age dog can do because they're you know they're a bit kind of overwhelmed by the the world at the moment mm-hmm. um and um and then of course we're going to want to have a plan in in relation to well what do we do with where we're going to bring our dog to go for, for the dog to go to the toilet how often are we going to do that who's going to do it where is the dog going to sleep how are we going to manage overnights mm-hmm. what are we going to do if we have to leave the house or we have to leave the dog yeah. in a room or you know so those are the realistic kind of day-to-day things what where is the dog when i am doing this so mm-hmm. where is the dog when i am cooking where is the dog when we are eating where is the dog when i go to the bathroom where is the dog when i have a shower mm-hmm. all of those sorts of things so we have to have a realistic plan in place for all of those things and people are often surprised that i tend to encourage people to start their puppy or dog sleeping in a confinement area safe and comfortable confinement area as close to the bed as possible yes um and then weaning that away and there are other ways that we can go about that but basically my goal is that the dog never experiences discomfort when they're left alone or at night Mm -hmm. so that we're always getting to a point of we're achieving comfort and then we're adding in more challenge such as the dog been further away with baby puppies young puppies I'll often have them sleep in the bed with me mm-hmm. uh, and people are going to freak out about this, Graham. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I often do because they're this, infants. There's so and, oh. razors going. Oh, I know. I, I know. No, I know. Oh, right. Okay. Well, maybe there'll be that too. <laughs> no, now you see, no. she told us. We can't, we can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we have the benefit of... Uh, early uh, kind of home socialization before right. our guys get them. So they're actually yes. gradually separated so and they're sleeping, actually yes. sleeping in yeah, the same yeah, room yeah, but yeah. in separate crates yeah. over yeah. a couple of weeks. So, right, well, if, yeah, yeah well, if, pup- if all puppies were coming like that, where that had happened, then we wouldn't have this need, but that's well, not always the case. Still, we get puppies yeah. that are, are, are can be distressed, you know, in the first few nights. Yeah. And that's, that's what we generally recommend is that if the families are up for it, that we have them set up as close to them as possible and then mm-hmm. we move them away yeah. gradually rather yeah. than the, yeah. the, the the go-to thing is you know one of the parents or whatever will sleep on the couch downstairs yeah. and they get crappy sleep and uh, and then they're obviously not fully recharged and <laughs> able to yeah. look after puppy the next day so the puppy's yeah. getting a great sleep and they're not and um, <laughs> how do you then move yourself away gradually it's, yeah, it's impossible right. you can't yeah. sleep on the yeah. stairs yeah. right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah well you can try <laughs> So it's much easier and, and, you know, it's good to hear you say that as well, mm-hmm. obviously, to, to set them up where, where you are. So everyone gets some sleep, mm-hmm. as little distress as, as possible yeah. uh, in the first little while and just get that base level yeah. there first before you start yeah. building again. 
Yeah. And I even do that with like adult dogs. So like foster dogs or rescue yeah. dogs or whatever. I'll start them as close to me as possible. Yeah. So like with puppies or young dogs, what I'll do is I'll have the a crate. I'll use a crate at night. And usually I'll use like an airline type crate. So it's nice and quiet. Mm. First of all, because the wire crates are noisy when they move around. But also it's nice and quiet. Um, And it's kind of sealed in and it feels quite like kind of cozy. Yeah. Um, and I'll set it up at a height that's kind of level with the bed. If it's not huge. Now, if it's huge you know just be beside the bed um, because that's just the way that is and I'll have like a big cuddly toy mm-hmm. in there yeah. and I might have slept with that cuddly toy mm-hmm. for a couple of nights so my smell is all mm-hmm. over it and I will even do this so like the dog feels like they're sleeping with a, a body if you like yeah. um and I'll have lots of bedding in there and I'll establish a nighttime routine and i think we'll probably do a a whole thing on this so Mm -hmm. i won't go into too much detail but that's the goal the goal is is that we establish the behavior we want first Mm -hmm. and then we'll you know we'll we'll adjust it then so i so even if the dog is going to be sleeping in your room or sleeping in your bed with you as an adult like that's the the ultimate you know that's where it's going to be i still Mm -hmm. want the dog to be able to sleep in a confinement area away oh, from yeah, you um you know regardless because it's that's such an important setup and such an important skill to have because we don't know what we're going to need in five years time and also maybe no. your dog god forbid will have to spend the night in hospital or something like that you mm-hmm. know or you or have to spend, injured, they have to spend right yeah, yeah 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 or you have to be away from them and they have to spend a night somewhere else you yeah. know so we want to establish that skill and then you can have them if they if you want the, the dog like there's no real social significance providing the dog is comfortable and not showing some certain behaviors but um if the dog is comfortable and you're comfortable and you want the dog sleeping in your bed or beside your bed or near your bed or in your bedroom or whatever Mm -hmm. that's fine there's no problem with that don't be worried if that's the way you go um but um certainly we want to establish the skill that the dog is able to sleep without you first so get that first and then we can do whatever then after that you might decide whatever you want to do after that Mm. So I would, you know, those are the sorts of things, those are the sorts of decisions we're making before puppy comes home. Mm-hmm. So when I do X, my dog is X. Yeah. So that's the plan. Think of what your day consists of and where and what we want the dog to actually be doing. Yeah. With that, And then we make that possible, make that safe and easily doable for that dog. Yeah. Basically, that's how it goes. Planning. Yeah, oh, yeah. Planning. Yeah. And management and all <laughs> yeah. those right, yes. really boring things uh, that people yeah. don't want to think about. But like, but it's, it's going like to make it easier invaluable. for everybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah and so yeah. you said about the cuddly toy there earlier. And that's that's yeah. gas because it's something that we, we recommend. And from time to time, people would say, but sure, the puppy doesn't know me at all. So if I sleep with that um toy yeah. for a couple of nights and i put it in the crate is that going to make any difference you know oh it does because when they first meet you and they might have only met you a few hours before you went to bed they they have lost their entire world mm. right so even your puppies that are coming relatively well prepared and all this thing it still is such a culture shock for oh, them yeah. their entire world has gone and mm. they latch on to the first being that is kind to them yeah. or is there doesn't they don't even have to be kind to them no. just be there yeah. just be a warm-blooded mm-hmm. entity yeah. that's there and they latch onto that and you be and that's why we see signs of kind of poor attachment and mal attachment um you know dysfunctional attachment very early on where the dog can't even have you out of their sight mm. and that's because we don't have a proper foundation and attachment relationship developed yet Mm -hmm. they're just hanging on to you you've just become part of the picture of security for them you're the only constant because everything else has fallen away god love them that we do this to them um and um you know and that they're so you know cool 
like <laughs> you know <laughs> would absolutely destroy me <laughs> yeah, well, that's, <laughs> yeah i, I, yeah, I you know. say to people like you know when people are naturally tired and you mm-hmm. know in the first few weeks Stressed. and i say well you yeah, know try it if you were whipped out of your home um god forbid tomorrow and you were sent yeah. to a different country where you didn't yeah. know anyone and you didn't speak the language yeah so you think of refugees yeah you know like and i mean think of like child refugees yeah. i mean good lord so to have experienced what they've experienced we you know do with that mm-hmm. we, nobody yeah. would do well with it and it yeah. well, it's the same thing you would be quiet and be yeah. super alert and watching and scanning everything all the time and expecting yeah. the worst to happen um and yeah. then the first friendly loving right. person that comes yeah. along you would go well, go well you I'm, I'm gonna stick with you yeah yeah. You know? yeah so it's actually very similar and sometimes yeah. when, you, when you do humanize these things obviously it helps people to be to absorb mm-hmm. what you're saying um yeah. but yeah I, I think it's it's I often see them, you know, and, and like I said, we're 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 trying um, to prepare them as best we can, and still yeah. they're not they're, they're not always okay. But yeah, you yeah. look at them and they're only, you know, eight weeks old, and you're thinking, wow, God, no pressure, guys. You know what <laughs> we're asking you to do here? Yeah, is, I mean, cognitively, it's, God. it's incredible. Trauma. You know what we expect mm. of them, really. You know, um, yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, I agree. It's, it's yeah. super tough. Yeah, no, it's really hard. So, you know, we just have to be thinking about that. And like you say, they're okay, we're humanizing them. But um, there are reasons why dogs and humans have lived together for 100,000 yeah. years. And we have to remember that we've done a lot of selective breeding and we've made them like us and and uh, and be like us because we've made them to live in our world a lot. Mm. So there's a lot of similarities and the sorts of um, things that can be traumatic, you know, kind of stuff that happens early on in your life. And by trauma, you know, it's, it's a funny term because it's become a bit of a buzzword in training right now and uh, we don't have a clear definition of it so I have to be very careful in using it but I suppose something that has long-term effects yeah. on, an, on an individual that they're exposed to so childhood trauma for example if you think of children that are fleeing a war zone or fleeing some other you know terrible situations and yeah. we have you know a lot of kind of refugees or asylum seekers and, and and these sorts of people and I mean the experiences those people have had particularly children and adolescents so if we think of eight week old puppies being like a one one and a half year old child mm-hmm. so if we, if we when we do that to one and a half or two year old children um we absolutely expect there to be immediate effects but we think about well the long-term implications mm-hmm. for this child um you know it's it's going to have long-term implications it affects brain development mm-hmm. i mean we can't not um and this is exactly what's happening to our puppy so and our new, or our new dog um, and so all of that is happening and we can't do anything about it the dog has to move from one place to another and that's just the way it is so that means that we have we have a duty I feel to make everything else as easy as possible for them and that makes it easy for you too yeah even if it sometimes seems a little bit counterintuitive and people look at me like i'm a crazy person um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah well there's yeah. that thing from outside <laughs> yeah. don't yeah, start yeah something now because you'll never get her out of that (laughs) many times have you heard that you know and 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 you're like wait what is that based on where does that come from well it's based on when we didn't know Mm. how to be really good at at adjusting behavior and we've got better and we have a lot of more information we have a lot more skills and we have a better understanding of how animals learn Mm -hmm. and we have a better understanding of how to use shaping so this idea of using thin slices of challenge only adding a little bit at a time Mm -hmm. and going quite gradually adding those stages so that's that kind of shaping that comfort at night so that the puppy starts beside you and then the end of the bed and then out the door and Mm -hmm. then you know the next stage 
stage and the next stage and the next stage um and uh, and, and 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 that kind of thing um so you know we're better at doing that now so i think you know behavior is infinitely modifiable you know or you know that's kind of one of the features of behavior yeah. is behavior because it is is changing according to environmental input um, and that's why beha- that's why we behave the function of behavior mm-hmm. um and, and what it does for us so of course we can we can adjust it you know it can definitely be harder but um i'm always thinking first of all i'm thinking about well what can this dog or puppy expect to feel in this situation? So if they are going to feel distressed when they're left alone or confined or isolated or at night time, mm-hmm. that is something that's going to come back and bite us in the ass later on. Mm-hmm. So I don't, and also I want to sleep. So yeah, with a, a new dog, I'm probably going to be getting up a couple of times overnight for toileting because mm-hmm. they don't really have that sort of jet. Even if it's an adult dog, you might still have to do that. Yeah, it's um, just arrived. Yeah. 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 Um, and I definitely wouldn't expect a young puppy to be able to hold it all night as mm-hmm. I wouldn't expect a one and a half year old child to be able to hold it mm-hmm. all night for God's sakes. Um, so and I want, you know, so I'm setting my alarm and I'm getting up and all those things. But the rest of the time I want to sleep. So um, I don't want any upset. So I, a, a nighttime routine is very important to me. And it's all about winding down and comforting that that puppy and maybe mm-hmm. the puppy falls asleep in my arms and then I transfer them to the bed or you know maybe they fuss a little bit and I comfort them mm-hmm. um you know all of that stuff might happen uh, but I I definitely I want to make it really easy for them to be comfortable with nighttime yeah so that's you know that's the sort of things that we're doing in that early planning phase, we're taking into account that the the dog's behavior is going to be suppressed. Yeah. We're taking into account the possible deficits they've experienced. And we're looking at planning. So when I do X, my dog is X. Mm-hmm. And we're keeping it all very low key, hands off and facilitating the dog making the right choices. So making it really easy in a tiny world for them to to get it right mm. um, and that's all on me that's all on the human oh, yeah. uh, part of this mm. the dog just has to show up basically because everything else is hard for them yeah it really is so that's, what, that's what I would be prioritising yeah mm. like you know our what you know our programme and what we need mm-hmm. to do with every single puppy like it can be overwhelming massively yeah. on, the, on the human and we always just say pair, pair it right back do you know what I mean and yeah. just do very little and often mm-hmm. we're actually kind of pulling people back and saying no 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 you don't yeah, need to do that yet and, and yeah. I would actually rather me personally I would rather we get to the end of the year and we haven't done everything that's on mm-hmm. our you know on the list, e-learning on our yeah, list and stuff. Yes. oh yeah 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 and just be much more cautious uh, than than just flying through everything and ticking all yeah. the boxes you know um, yeah. and I think yeah. that that would it's better to be applied to every and to all of them. Do you know what I mean? In the oh, same yeah. same way, you're yeah, better to, to err on the side of caution and do things. Yeah. If you're yeah. not sure, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, pull it back. And I think that's actually a much healthier way. I think, you know, we've kind of the the culture of training and and living with dogs is changing, and we're mm. having getting. Be pulling more information from how maybe we need to rear and educate children for example and we're pulling a lot of information for those fields and there's a lot of extrapolations but but definitely this thing of kind of making sure setting up a world for them that is safe for them to be them in mm. right and so that way that they learn from that and, and we're just very you know we're not doing a whole lot of active stuff we're not adjusting it 
a terrible amount mm. because a lot of what we do with dogs um, and particularly young dogs is very contrived and I'm not sure how successful that is and we're possibly seeing the ramifications of that yeah. uh, when we look at dogs ability to be dogs and and uh, and and their social behavior and, and all those sorts of things um, so I think I think definitely pulling it back and making the world really easy for that dog to explore where they're not going to you know cause a problem for themselves or for others and mm. uh, making it really easy for them to settle in in their own time without a whole lot of pressure because we think we need to be doing a lot of stuff yeah. and teaching them a lot of things mm. and you go no 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 just chill yeah chill Absolutely. not yet yeah and then oh, we'll oh. have people that say oh look he's doing this she's doing that mm. and they're coming out of themselves quick yeah you know and then you say okay cool well here's a couple of things that you can be doing during the day you know but yeah. it should always be on dog you know wait for the dog to be ready before you start yeah. you know and again, their behavior will tell us when they're ready and able because yeah. they'll start to do it. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah, and whether that takes days or weeks or months or whatever that takes, that's what it takes. Yes, yeah, exactly. And you don't get to dictate. Don't try that. not to compare your puppy with your neighbor's oh, puppy God, or your no. sister's puppy or whatever, because they're no, even if they're siblings. <laughs> yeah, the dog I had when I was ten. You know those ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those perfect, those perfect dogs. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. What but do you no really remember from that? Right. Exactly. Well, yeah. I <laughs> yeah. think it's a lot of it is rose tinted spectacles. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. All, yeah. all your best yeah. memory. A lot of your best of memories if you're a dog lover and you grew up with a dog. A lot of your best memories. Yeah. tend to have them in, in there yeah. somewhere but I don't know yeah, how and they were they perfect <laughs> that's the thing yeah. they were perfect yeah yeah <laughs> okay right so lastly then um what things do people tend to focus their attention on in the early stages that maybe aren't actually that important in your experience I think any of the so you'll notice that we've not once mentioned anything like obedience or <laughs> You know, grooming the dog. People will often get a rescue dog, and the first thing they do with that dog is they bring it home and they wash him. And I'm mm. like, oh God, talk about a first impression I setting know. up Welcome the home. trauma. <laughs> yeah. Now I know, you know, I know there's some situations where like that's medically required. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I they mean, in the vast majority, yeah, yeah, you can mm. wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can wait. You can wait. Mm. You know, you can live with a bad smell for a few days. Yeah. Um. And uh, and and then we can talk about that. But but I would certainly. I mean, I don't really put a whole lot of emphasis on obedience anyway because i think this thing of kind of practicing you know random behaviors in a box you know so we're going to do practice sits and stays over here Mm -hmm. well when do you actually use sits and stays do you use it in that context well Mm -hmm. then it's totally invaluable to you um and there are better ways that you can be doing this stuff and achieving things Mm -hmm. um so i would say obedience and anything like that and for the most part by the time people seek out puppy training specifically so their puppies are like under kind of 16 weeks they will have this oh he already sits he knows what no means he does all these things and i'm like right but actually none of that stuff is relevant right now and yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry um bubble bursting again but like really there's so many more important things that we have to have that and actually developing you know comfort in the environment so that the puppy is able to choose to engage mm-hmm. that's actually the priority and that's the priority for adult dogs as well is helping them develop enough comfort so that they can choose to engage with you so they can choose to disengage from their environment mm-hmm. and engage with you and that tells you when they're ready to do those things yeah um and they're not doing that in the first couple of weeks that's not a priority in the first few weeks home definitely not (laughs) no (laughs) yeah and like there's there's lots of things we we tend to tell our guys to 
you try obviously focus on on now but to have one eye um slightly into the future so you know mm-hmm. um walks are going to be starting in in a few weeks time so what could you be yeah. doing in the comfort of your home and garden to prepare them for being able to the world to, to, yeah. to walk outside you know so really simple things like follow me games or mm-hmm. things like that are, are are fun for you you can do them in, and it's, it's important to, yeah. to say to people as well and maybe don't know but to do everything with puppies in little very short amounts of time if you're yeah. doing little sessions just little and often little and often and like allowing 30 seconds them, yeah is, allowing them breaks and, all the time and they have no attention span even a new adult dog has no attention span because they always have one eye on the monster yeah so and I, I think mm. i think absolutely that stuff is correct and we should be doing those things early on but i I want to emphasize, and I'm I'm not saying yes or no about the guide dog program because I obviously don't know, but mm-hmm. I want to emphasize that it's the dog that tells us they're ready for that. Yeah. So when the dog can engage with you in the living room, well, then you're ready to do Absolutely. those things. When they can engage with you in the back garden or the front garden or whatever it is mm-hmm. that you have, the balcony or whatever it is you have access to, yeah. then they're ready to do it. So I think that's the relevance of that. And I know we were talking to the puppy panel people uh, not yeah. long ago about engagement, and that's the relevance of that, is that that's a way of ga- asking the dog, are you ready to to do this mm-hmm. and the dog saying yes or no and us listening to that which is an important part exactly. of that yeah. um and and that's so it's comfort in the environment it, it means the living room too it could mm-hmm. be the living room as well and i think the people want to get their dogs out onto kind of you know what i call patrols I so know. like suburban walks on leads they want to do that really early and i'm like no no no, no stop 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 don't do that yeah um because i think that contributes to to issues later on i think there's so many other skills to put in place and so much other work to have in place before that's where you're going yeah um so we're not starting with that early on either i don't think yeah well we're we're, um a little sneak preview into the into the next one is going to be all (laughs) that sort of stuff so social Mm -hmm. and environmental exposure and all that cool stuff uh we're going to talk on about on the the next episode um so i think that's that that covers um Mm -hmm. we want to keep it basic and easy in the first we're talking about literally the first two to four weeks here in the home Mm -hmm. Um, less is more yeah exactly that's the message yeah well yeah Yeah. (laughs) there we go that's a good way of summarizing it yeah absolutely okay cool awesome right so i'll see you back here again for the next one Uh, a a little bit more of um probably more extensive than that one but um yeah yeah Less is more. Great. That's it. Take that away. Yeah. And we'll see there you here you in That's it. <laughs> soon, guys. Thanks, Anne. <laughs> Look Thanks after yourself. Talk, talk to you talk soon. Again. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 Thanks again so much for listening today, guys. And as always, thank you so much for all of the positive feedback and your suggestions. If you enjoy the show, remember to please subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review, and recommend it to all of your friends and family to help us reach and help more people and their dogs. Also, please give us a follow on Twitter at BarksidePod and also on Instagram at BarksidePod to help grow our online community. If there are topics you would like to hear us cover in future episodes, please do share those with us on social media or simply mail us at BarksidePod at gmail.com and we will do our very best to cover those in future episodes. Look after yourselves and your doggies. Thanks again for joining us and we will look forward to seeing you here again real, real soon.